I got one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count, one life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, how you doing? This is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life Podcast, the MadeUpMind.com. My surrounding is a little bit different today, but nonetheless, God's word must prevail, especially while it's fresh. That's my preferred method. So I've been using uh, a specific day of the week to try and put these out, but I really need to be consistent because, to be honest, the uh, the YouTube channel is growing. There are more and more people that are sharing and liking these messages. So I've got to rise to the occasion and keep these messages about Jesus. Jesus and the truth and the Bible and life and heaven and hell and eternity and all the issues of life going. So thank you for tuning in. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for this time. Lord, I realize that you do not discriminate as to who you want to hear your word. Lord, your word is all over the world on billboards, tracks, television, on the internet. Your word is being heralded through people in prison, hospitals, on the streets, in schools, in homes, in churches. Lord, I thank you and praise you for how your word continues to be pervasive, that it permeates borders and people and nations and tribes and tongues and social economic statuses and rich people speak to poor people and poor people speak to rich people. And, and those who are even disabled have a way of sharing the gospel. But Lord, you don't discriminate on who you choose to use. So God, have your way with this message. I pray that it would reach people and get into the hearts and minds of skeptics and atheists and Buddhists and the lost and those who are angry, those who are bitter, those who are confused and those who are seeking the truth. No matter where they are in the world, Whether they are in a slum, a village, in a high rise, it really doesn't matter. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I trust you that your word would do exactly what you want it to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. This week's podcast is called Three Kinds Doomed. Part three. This will be the final message of three kinds doomed. We've had parts one. We've had part two. Now we have part three. So let us begin. This is a scripture that's threaded through each series. Part one and two have this verse. We're going to begin just trying to tie or connect the previous two episodes with this one. And that verse is Revelation 21, 27. King James Version reads it like this. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. 
Revelation 21:27 King James Version. Now let's read in one other translation as we dive into the meat of this text, Three Kinds Doomed, Part 3. The Living Bible, Revelation 21:27 says it like this. Nothing evil will be permitted in. No one immoral or dishonest, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you are wondering, based on, you know, uh, you know, how you were brought up or your culture or things like that, immoral persons nor dishonest persons, they both, immoral and dishonest persons, are evil in the sight of God. You might say, well, withholding a little information or kind of uh, doing a little bit of this and that. Remember, a primary, one of the greatest attributes of God is that God is holy. So we have to renew our minds as to what we think God uh, accepts or what offends God, etc. And when you think of holiness, the greatest illustration that I can come up with is a baby or somebody in ICU, the intensive critical unit at a hospital. If somebody is in ICU, a lot of times you have to wash your hands. You have to put on Met, uh, medical or nursing scrubs. You have to cover your shoes. You have to cover your hair. You have to cover your, your mouth. And you have to open a door in a confined room and you have to close it behind you. The hospital is attempting to minimize any type of impurities in that room because the person is in intensive Care. That means the slightest bacteria or virus can, you know, be detrimental to them getting a full recovery or even kill them. That's a depiction of holiness. It's the same way with babies. You don't want babies touching stuff. You don't want them breathing in stuff. You want to wrap them up, etc. That's a depiction of holiness. So, what are the three kinds that are doomed according to God? This is going to be a podcast where we read a lot of Bible. So if you continue to listen and you subscribe and tune in, have your Bible out and set aside time where you can take time and have enough time to forget about time and just get lost in God's word. I remember uh, when I was in college, I was single. I used to spend hours just reading uh, Christian books, reading through various Bible passages, just flowing with whatever I was inspired to dig into at that time. I'd read this verse and then that verse and go to this context and go to the concordance and look up words and watch this sermon and that sermon. I was really growing in Jesus Christ. That's what this podcast is for. It is one tool you can have to use to do just that. So let's keep going with the question. What are the three kinds that are doomed according to God? We've covered a lot of things over the last two episodes. Now we're going to unveil the exact three kinds that are doomed before God. Well, let's read Revelation 21, 6 through 8, King James Version, where we will find the three kinds doomed. Revelation 21, 6 through 8, King James Version reads, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, 
the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let's read it in a few more translations, and then we will unpack the three kinds doomed. I just want to cover this because I want to be crystal clear. Again, this is a heaven or hell message. This is a heaven message. Remember in part one, if you tuned in, we talked about everyone's variation of heaven. Throughout the history of time of humankind, mankind, there's been all these fantasies of what heaven is like, uh, portrayed in movies and sitcoms and cartoons. But let us read the Bible so we can see what God says about the heaven he created. Remember in Genesis 1-1, The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So let us refer back to this God who created the heavens that the world has attempted to fantasize about. Revelation 21, verse 8, ESV, it says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Contemporary English version, same verse. But I will tell you what will happen to cowards and to everyone who is unfaithful or dirty-minded or who murders or is sexually immoral or uses witchcraft or worships idols or tells lies. They will be thrown into the lake of fire and burning sulfur. This is the second death. I love how this translation opens up in Revelation 21.8. He says, but I will tell you what will happen. See, once again, we don't have to guess. When you go to a funeral or if you arrive to the scene of a car crash or a murder or something like that, please know that God is not guessing as to where that person is spending the rest of their eternity. We are the ones who don't know, but God is telling us ahead of time who will be in heaven and who will be in hell. So we don't have to guess. Let's keep reading a few more translations as we unpack three kinds doomed. This is the Amplified Classic Version. Revelation 21.8, it reads, But as for the cowards and the ignoble, and the contemptible and the cravingly lacking in courage and cowardly submissive and as for the unbelieving and faithless and as for the depraved and defiled with abominations and as for murderers and the lewd and adulterous and the practicers of magic and arts magic arts and the idolaters those who give supreme devotion to anyone or anything other than God and all liars those who knowingly convey untruth by word or deed, all of these, all of these shall have their part in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. 
This is the second death. The reason for these translations is because I know from having evangelized and preached and been on various platforms and had my years in ministry, a lot of times people think if you don't call out their sin, then you ain't talking to them. So you see, it, it, this is a very broad blanket that God is choosing to, to, to elaborate on. He, he's trying to make sure he's clear. Now, a couple more translations and we'll unpack three kinds doomed. This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Like Podcast via MadeUpMind.com. Please, please, please share this podcast. You and I both know people who need the truth of God in their lives. Time is ticking and tomorrow is not promised to anyone. How do you know the impact of God's word in a person's life? Let God's word be spread through you simply clicking, sharing, uh, uh, subscribing, etc. Do that so that the word can continue being heralded because you shared. Folks, we're still reading Revelation 21, verse 8. Let us read the Amplified Version. It reads, but as for the cowards and unbelieving and abominable who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practice or tolerate immorality. Uh Oh, that word tolerance today. uh Oh, that's a big deal. That's that's exactly what this is referring to. We can't chase that rabbit. Maybe there'll be a lesson, a sermon or something I can do on tolerance. But at the end of the day, let me read it again. Listen carefully. Revelation 21, 8 amplified. But as for the cowards and unbelieving and abominable who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practice or tolerate immorality and murderers and sorcerers with intoxicating drugs and idolaters and occultists who practice and teach false religions and all the liars who knowingly deceive and twist truth. Their part will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Do you see the consistency here? Please don't get confused. The Bible says in James, or the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, God is not the author of confusion. Please, please, please listen very carefully. While you are alive, you have a chance to know the truth, believe the truth, and live out the truth. You cannot say, God was unfair. You cannot say God was confusing. You cannot say you did not know. If you listen carefully, God is being as clear as he can be to the human being. Last translation, and we're going to unpack this. This is the Living Bible, Revelation 21, 8, TLB. But cowards who turn back from following me and those who are unfaithful to me and the corrupt and murderers and the immoral and those conversing with demons and idol worshipers and all liars. Their doom is in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death. Ladies and gentlemen, I have just read to you the three kinds 
doomed. Now let's unpack it. Tate Love style, made up mind style. I want to know and dig and know for myself style. Okay. The Bible tells us, study the show thyself approved unto God, not the Baptist, not the black, not that little sports devo, not, not, not the little youth ministry. No, 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 no. Approved unto God. You need to know this word like your life depends on it because it does not just your natural life, but your eternal life. Three kinds doom. The first kind. The Bible says here in this verse, fearful. The second kind, unbelieving. The third kind, abominable. Fearful is cowardly or ashamed. Unbelieving is unfaithful or those who turn away. Abominable is those who are corrupt, detestable, or defiled. This is where we are going to spend our time unpacking. I do thank you for this introduction. Now let's get right on to it. The first kind doomed, according to the Bible, is the fearful. Fearful meaning apprehensive or suspicious. This word in Greek is delos. Delos. It is an adjective derived from dido which is fear-driven. It's a person who's dreadful, meaning describing a person who loses their moral gumption or fortitude. What is fortitude? Do you see how we do word webs? One word leads to another word. Why? Because one word will lead to another word, and that word, which this word leads to, helps you to understand. It's just like math. If you're trying to do statistics, you have to work through so many different numbers in order to arrive to one stat. And that's what we're doing here, but with words. This is why God put his word. His New Testament is in Greek. The Old Testament is in Hebrew and Aramaic. We got to take time to dive into every word of God. As Matthew 4 tells us, uh, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we talked about fearful, delos or delos, and it led us to the word fortitude. Well, what does fortitude mean? Fortitude is strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. Listen, folks, this word fearful is saying a person who knows and avoids bearing the pain, loss, or cost of following Jesus. Did you hear that? This word delos, delos, means a person who knows and avoids bearing the pain, loss, or cost of following Jesus. This refers to an excessive fear, a dread of losing it's a person who goes against the burdensome, I'm just a sinner. Listen to me for a minute. This is my little note here to, 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 to highlight something. When you hear the phrase, I'm just a sinner, a lot of times in the Baptist denomination, 
This is a, a phrase that's used. Hey, we're all sinners. Hey, 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 man, I'm just a sinner like you. There are good and bad things about that statement. In context of what we're reading here, the delos or the fearful person is fearful and has a fear of losing. When you continue to use the phrase, I'm just a sinner, that's like a kid saying, well, I'm not going to try because I'm going to lose anyway. I overhear people all the time. Well, we're, I'm going to sin every day. That's the mindset of delos. You're already fear. Your mind is already uh, uh, defeated. You already defeated in your mind. If you watch uh, Mike Tyson videos and interviews, Mike Tyson would try in the first minute of looking his opponent in the eye to defeat them right there before the matches even started. And it was those matches where that person would lose and he could tell. He could tell they already beaten their mind. And if they beaten their mind, they beat in their body, they head, and the match is over with. That's what Delos is describing. So when you have that phraseology or that mentality, I'm just a sinner, or we're all sinners, you're basically defeating yourself in your mind, the fortitude that, that, that you're supposed to have. You're already lost right there. All right? This word delos also means causing someone to be faint-hearted or cowardly to fall short in following Christ as Lord. This reminds me of parents, Christian parents in Jesus' name, who let their kids date. 14, 15, hugging and holding hands and legs on legs and all that junk in church because they say, well, they're going to do it anyway. No, that, that, that's again, that's delos. You give it up already before the thing is even started. Now, let's read what the Bible says. 2 Timothy 1, 7, King James. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, a strengthened mind, a mind that has fortitude that goes against delos. What about Matthew 10, 33, King James? It says, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him I will also deny before my father, which is in heaven. Why is this important? There's a reason why people deny God. They deny Jesus. Why? It goes back to Delos. Oh, they're afraid. They know and avoid what's going to happen if they are associated with proclaim Jesus Christ. Now, watch this. He says in Matthew 10, if you deny me for men, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my father, which is in heaven. Here is an illustration just in case you think, oh, well, Delos ain't me. Delos ain't me. Let's go to Matthew 26, 31 through 35. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to highlight. This is right, uh, right before the Garden of Gethsemane, somewhere around there where Jesus, they're singing. They just sang a psalm and they sang a hymn together. And Jesus says, hey, you know what? Pretty much, I'm going to be crucified, and my crucifixion is going to take place. And y'all are going to run from me and be scattered. And Peter's like, no, 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 Lord. Even if all everybody else goes away, I'll never deny you. Then Jesus looked at him, looked at him in his eyes and said, I tell you, surely, truly, truly, I tell you, before the cock crows 
three times, you will deny me. That's what he said in verses 31 through 35 in Matthew chapter 26. In the same chapter, we go down to verses 69 through 75. What happened? Just as Jesus said, the delos, uh-oh, Peter was approached three times, three different sets of people. You were the one with him. I saw you. You're one of his disciples. Oh, no, 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 I don't know the man. Do you see the Bible's depiction of Delos? Do you see how Jesus knows those who know and avoid the cost, the pain? They don't want to bear that pain because they already defeated in their mind. Listen, people, there are no God knows my heart wavers for heaven. I would have said something about Jesus, but God knows my heart. I, I, I don't want to lose my job. I, I would have I would have uh, uh, told that person about the gospel, but God knows my heart. Uh, I, I didn't want to be cussed at and so on and so forth. Do you see the power of Delos? Again, describing a person who loses their moral gumption or fortitude. A person who knows and avoids bearing the pain, loss, or cost of following Jesus. This is what causes them to fall short in the Lord. Hopefully this first kind that is doomed has been made a little more clearer than when you first started listening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You are listening to the One Like Podcast via MadeUpMind.com. The second kind that is doomed, according to the Bible, is the unbelieving. The unbelieving. It uh, connotates the unfaithful, those who have backslidden, those who have turned back, those who do not endure, those who stop believing, those who simply quit trusting. This is the second kind that's doomed. And what does it say? In Greek, it means apistos, apistos. Now, to believe the famous verse John 3.16 is pistos or pistuo. This is apistos, apistos, apistos. And it's the opposite. A means not. So not believing or not a believer. So this word apistos means not faithful because unpersuaded. Not faithful because unconvinced. Not faithful because not persuaded by God. The, the word pistuo means to be divinely persuaded. So apistos means uh, unpersuaded by God. It describes someone who rejects or refuses God's inbirthings of faith. It means in a basic way, it means without Christian faith. Just like the previous word, delos, I gave you the illustration of Jesus looking into Peter's eyes because he knew you're going to deny me. 
before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Jesus says in Matthew 10, if you are ashamed of me on earth, I'll be ashamed of you before my father in heaven. Or if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus knows he knows about Delos. He knows about Apistos, Apistos. He knows those who will reject him or refuse his inbirthings of faith. He knows those who are hollow on the inside and shallow on the outside. They're shallow on the outside when it comes to Jesus because they're hollow on the inside when it comes to Jesus. They don't have the inbirthing of faith. They have not been divinely persuaded by God. This leads to the word incredulous. Apistos leads to the word incredulous. Well, what does that mean? Incredulous means unwilling to admit or accept what is offered as true. It's like if you ever taught a class and little Bobby says, well, I don't believe that the earth is round because I read in a book one time and he goes on and on and on. He takes up 20 minutes of your class because he's arguing with you and he is sure that you are wrong. He does not accept you as a person who is a teacher who has the credentials certified by the state and a university and, you know, all these certifications. He says, no, that doesn't matter. What you're saying is not true. I do not. I'm unwilling to admit or accept what you're offering me as true. So it is with those who herald the word of God. So it is with God. God knows there's going to be people who refuse or reject what he is offering as truth. God offers himself as truth. The Bible says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. This is what God says. God says it, the burden of proof to, as to whether I exist or not is dependent upon me to prove to you that I am God. And he does that through Jesus Christ. Creation didn't seem to be enough. Human beings start worshiping the creation. God say, hey, hey, I got to do something to make it uh, uh, guaranteed that I have proven who I am. And that one thing, not simply living a sinless life, having a virgin birth, not, not simply uh, dying an innocent death, but he rose from the grave. There is no human that has ever died and come back from the grave except Jesus Christ. Now, let me give you a clear picture of what it means to be without Christian faith. And the reason for being without Christian faith, according to apistos, apistos, is because you reject or refuse God's inbirthings of faith. Look at Hebrews 11.6, contemporary English version. It says, but without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God is real and rewards everyone who searches for him. 
So you stumped at first base. You don't even believe that God is real. That's like a five-year-old boy who does not believe that his daddy is his daddy simply because he didn't see his daddy and mommy do what married folk do and et cetera, et cetera. Now he looking his daddy straight in the face like, well, I don't believe you, my daddy. You're refusing. You don't believe that your daddy is real. That is nonsense. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the same thing in this verse. We must believe that God is real, first of all, in order to have any faith in God. If we don't believe that God is real, then there is no one to have faith in to begin with. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, King James, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. This verse tells us God's desire and his purpose for humans, right? He has plans for us. He thinks things towards us. He wants to give us an expected end. He wants to give us a hope and a future. But he also says, look, I ain't hard to find. If you seek for me with all your heart, you will find me. You need to seek and you need to seek with your whole heart. Matthew 24, 13. Again, we're talking about this word, apistos. It means unfaithful. It means backslide. It means turn back. It means does not endure. It means stop believing or quit trusting. Look at this verse right here. Matthew 24, 13, King James, it says, but he that shall endure unto the end shall, the same shall be saved. So you could be living for Jesus today. Year number one, year number five, year number 10, you get married. Year number 13, you got two kids. Year number 15, you make a promotion. Year number 25, divorce. Year number 22 or 27, you, you the bottle. Year number 29, a car crash. Oh my goodness. This person did not endure to the end. Only they which endure to the end shall be saved. Now, in the context of Matthew 24, he's talking about all these persecutions and when the end comes, etc. But if you can't endure, if you are apistos, if you are a delos, you ain't going to endure. You already beat in your mind. You refuse and you reject to accept Jesus as the truth because you have not been divinely persuaded. You block what God is trying to birth. Do you see the second kind that is doomed? Hopefully you do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life Podcast via MadeUpMind.com. Check out the website. Learn the story. Share the experience of what it means to be born again. God bless you. Finally, the third kind that is doomed. If you have tuned in, I appreciate your pad pen and your astute attention to detail, your desire to learn and grow. This is the third kind doomed, and this will conclude our podcast for this week. The third kind doomed in Revelation 21 and 8 
is the abominable. Abominable is referring to the detestable or corrupt or defiled persons. Now, in Greek, it's a word that means bidelusomai. Bidelusomai. I know it's a long word. Bideluso. Bidelusomai. Bidelusomai. And it means stink. Now, you and I have lived in planet Earth long enough to know some funky smells that we don't like. Mildew, mold, trash, sewer, roadkill, and on and on and on. It's just these distinct stenches. You know, let's not even get with the body when somebody don't wash, especially if you have kids or you work in a jail or a group home or you work in the public with the homeless. Ooh, there are some stenches that will make you literally run away. Okay, this is what that word uh, means. It means stink, become foul, abhorrent detestable as stench to strongly detest something on the basis that it is abominable to abhor or to abominate listen very carefully to this next uh, definition this is surprising surprisingly good and clear bidelusomai means to turn oneself away from on the account of the stench. Did you hear that? You know how bad and funky your tail smell, so you turn away from yourself. You turn yourself away. Here's an example. This is what I used to use all the time with Christian rap and talking to people about rap. When I used to do these state fairs, thousands of people per day, you're going to talk to a wide variety of people. And the example is this. I'm going to take you back to the late 80s. If somebody is playing too short, if you listen to rap music, Google too short. This was a man who was one of the first people in the rap game to rap and have a style and content, what I'd like to call verbal porn. This man was so disgusting and filthy, even if you listened to rap, you were very, very careful and cautious whenever you played his songs because he didn't hold back. Now, if someone is playing too short and then years later, they would come up with a guy named Plies. Same thing. He's the same kind. Verbal porn. Or even some of the latest rap songs. We, I, I don't even want to unpack some of the songs I used to know. Some of these artists that you knew how nasty they was. I won't repeat the lyrics, but DJ Quick, 2 Live Crew, uh, 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 The Dog Pound, Snoop Dogg, uh, uh, Easy e They had all these songs that were very, like too short or, you know, now, if you were playing, if somebody's playing that music, what do they do to the music when they get around mama, grandmama? How about what do they do to the music when they get around children? What do they do to the music when they get around a pastor, a place of business? You know what they do to the music. They turn it down or they turn it off because they know the lyrics. They know the profanity. They know the obscenity. In other words, 
they know that the music is offensive. You see how the words work? Now we go from abominable to the Greek word, bidelusomai, and now we arrive to the word offensive. Offensive simply means giving painful or unpleasant sensations or resentment. This is that stench, that funk. No one will go to a baby shower and bring in a raccoon that was hit and ran over on your way over there. Let's just bring his dead tail, three-day dead tail raccoon in there. Nobody would do that. One, it's disgusting, but you know how bad that joker stank. You know how offensive it will give painful or unpleasant sensations or cause everybody at the baby shower to resent you and that funky raccoon. So here's what Bude, uh, uh, Bide, <laughs> Bide Lusomai means. <laughs> I almost said Bude Lusomai. <laughs> this is what it means. You are already aware ahead of time the stench or what you do or say gives off. You already know this beforehand. This is why a lot of times people who are cussing and fussing and beep this and beep that and bleep this and bleep that. When an official person, a politician, a police officer, uh, somebody, they stop because they know the stench, the offense the the they know the bideluso mai they know that so they turn their own self away no one makes them stop they stop themselves these are the kind these are the kind that are doomed according to the bible and it, 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 it's a wide variety this is why i saved this one for last so folks how does a person become how does a person become this let's read the bible James 1, 13 through 15, the Living Bible, it says, And remember, when someone wants to do wrong, it is never God who is tempting him. For God never wants to do wrong and never tempts anyone else to do it. Temptation is the pull of man's own evil thoughts and wishes. These evil thoughts lead to evil actions and afterwards to the death penalty from God. Let's keep reading. Proverbs 5, 21 through 23, New Living Translation. It says, For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. There were eight references to that man in that in those set of verses there. In other words, it all comes from him. It's his own. Do you see that? Turning oneself away from because on the account of the stench. You see, let's keep reading. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 6, contemporary English version. I, the Lord, have put a curse on those who turn from me and trust in human strength. Oh, my goodness. That's a loaded bomb. We can't go there, but we got to keep reading. Six, they will dry up 
like a bush in salty desert soil where nothing can grow. Do you see that? God is saying, this is how I have cursed them. They will dry up, not might, not possibly. He says they will dry up. We're, 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 we're unpacking Bidelusomai, uh, uh, okay? We're unpacking it, this third kind, the abominable. Let's read one other uh, verse and continue to close this podcast. Matthew 7, 15 through 20, contemporary English version. And it reads, watch out, false prophets. They dress up like sheep, but inside they are wolves who have come to attack you. You can tell what they are by what they do. No one picks grapes or figs from thorn bushes. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree producing bad fruit will be chopped down and burned. You can tell who the false prophets are by their deeds. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it starts out saying, watch out for false prophets, prophets, a mouthpiece for falsehood or lies. This is to illustrate to you what happens over time. Fruit is born over time. If you plant a seed, it takes time for the root to grow. The root takes time for the fruit to grow. That's how you uh, become is fruit is born over time. Here's an example of time and how somebody becomes something specifically this is the Gateway Foundation. They deal with recovery and drugs and substance abuse. These are a few bullets found off of their website. The Gateway Foundation. Drug addiction is a chronic disease of the brain that must be managed over a lifetime. However, developing an addiction is, much, is a much quicker process than treating one. Most people know that drugs and even other substances or activities can be addictive, but they may not know how addiction develops. Understanding how quickly drugs become addictive is key in the prevention of substance abuse. In most cases, the decision to use drugs for the first time is voluntary. Addiction, however, is not. So how does addiction start? Repeated drug use alters the way the brain perceives reward and motivation, making use of the drug a person's first priority. Drug use feels better than natural rewards, locking people into a cycle of drug-seeking behavior. And I will conclude this section with this point. No one starts using drugs with the intent to become addicted, but it can happen more quickly than most people realize. Did you see what I told you as an example of how somebody becomes Bidelusomai? How somebody becomes this third kind doomed? 
how somebody becomes an abhorrent or detestable stench, how somebody becomes a, a stench that uh, uh, turns oneself away from because you know how funky and stanky and, 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 and raggedy that junk smell. That's how a life, a person's life becomes in the nostrils of God. Listen, folks, addiction, it means a strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly. Do you see what a life in sin seeks to do to you and me and anybody who's not guided and uh, sustained uh, by the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God? It sin wants you to keep on doing that sin. Porn wants you to keep on watching porn. Alcohol wants you to keep on drinking alcohol. Sexual promiscuity wants you to keep you rolling around and jumping on everything, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life Podcast via Made Up mind.com. Please share this podcast. Share it. Why? Because you know somebody where this word can be life-changing to them. We don't know the impact of God's word. That's the fun part of evangelizing. I cannot say what is happening inside of a person who is hearing the word of God. The same applies to you. So click a few clicks, share a number or two. You can just text this thing and the word of God can go around the world. Let's continue a few more points as we wrap up this podcast. Three kinds doomed. The parable of the sower in Matthew 13 has three soils where in spite of the seed being sown, the end result is the three kinds that are doomed. Delos, Apistos, and Bidelusomai. Three kinds of soil fall away. Three kinds, three-fourths of the people who hear the gospel fall away. They fall into this category. Delos, Apistos, Bidelusomai. Didn't I read it to you? I read it to you many times in five different translations. The kinds that are doomed according to God. These are big umbrellas because God does not want to be misunderstood. He doesn't want to deceive. God is trying to be very, very, very clear while you have your chance. Folks, addiction, a strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly, i.e. sin. Now, addicts indiscriminately across the country look like this definition, being below the normal standards of human decency and dignity, vulgar, vile, degenerate. If you look at any major city nowadays... Ever since COVID-19, it's like a bomb was unleashed on America with a whole uh, epidemic, state of emergency, homeless population. It's not simply that these people lost their jobs. It's that these people have spiked 
and drug use, heavy drug use, open drug use, Philadelphia, Portland, Dallas, LA, uh, a lot of cities have been turned into these shrines where all these people, look, being below the normal standards of human decency and dignity, these people are vulgar, you got feces on the sidewalk, you got all this sexing going on, you got people half naked walking around, they're vile, they're degenerate. Do you see what I mean? These are people who represent a depiction of what Delos, Apistos, and Bide Lusomai look like. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying that homeless people don't love Jesus. There are some that are homeless and they're on their way in Jesus Christ. We're not talking about them. We're simply trying to give you a visual of addiction. The dead end of addiction is to have you looking like what these people I just described to you, where you are being below the normal standards of human decency and dignity, where you become vulgar, you, you become vile, you become degenerate. That's the state of a person who is in this third category, which I tried my best to explain to you is abominable. In the sight of God, that's what it looks like. Remember, Isaiah chapter 1 says, come, let us reason together. We need to reason towards God, not away from God. Isaiah 55 tells us that God's thoughts and ways are not like ours. For as the heavens is higher than the earth, so are God's thoughts. So are God's ways. This is a visual to give you a clear picture of a person who turns his own self away from because of the stench associated with his life. Now, here is a summary of the three kinds doomed, or what I like to call heaven's citizenship. Let me read you these verses. I told you it was going to be a heavy Bible reading time. I hope you're the kind that likes that because that's what this podcast is about. All that watered down 10, 15, 30 minute mess that don't work all the time. That's like that dollar store uh, uh, candy or you know what I'm talking about. Bubble gum, bubblelicious. It's good for five minutes. After that, you just you just sore in your mouth for no reason because ain't no flavor coming up out that uh, bubble bubble gum. Now, let's read the Bible. Revelation 21, 8, the NASB, New American Standard Bible. It says, but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Stop being afraid to say what the Bible say. Oh, if you don't give your life to Jesus, it's not going to be well for you. Oh, if you don't give your life to Jesus, you're going to be separated from God. No, no, no. That ain't, we don't read that. What the Bible say in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. This is God saying it. Okay. Revelation 21, 27, New Living Translation. It says, nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Who has the pen to that book? It ain't your grandmama. It ain't your neighbor. 
It ain't that church member. Oh, baby, he done, he in heaven looking down. No, no, no. They don't have the pen. They can't write somebody name in there according to what I just been talking about for the last 45 minutes. These are three kinds doomed. It don't matter what you think. You don't have the pen and you can't put a, a, a delos, a, a apostos, or a bidelusomai in the book of life. They're not there. So let's continue reading. Folks, listen to this. Watch this very carefully. I just read Revelation 21, 27, New Living Translation. It says, nothing evil. Well, what is so profound about the word evil? Do you know that one of the words that opposes holy is evil? Do you know that one of the words that opposes righteous is evil? The word evil is the devil's middle name. Look at the spelling, E-V-I-L, now spell devil, D-E-V-I-L. Devils can be viewed, if it were backwards, it would mean S-lived. Do you see that? If you spell devils, plural, backwards, it's S-L-I-V-E-D. You know what that means? Sinfully lived. Evil is the devil's middle name. Devils, plural, spelled backwards, is S-lived or sinfully lived. That's just to give you something to think about, folks. Now, let me read two more passages of Scripture, and that is going to conclude this podcast. Remember, this is the summary of three kinds doomed, or what I would like to call heaven's citizenship. Let's read Galatians 5, 16 through 22, the Living Bible. I'm reading this translation because this is kind of long and it's going to read a little bit faster. So let me read it to you. Galatians 5, 16 through 22, the Living Bible. I advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. He will tell you where to go and what to do. And then you won't always be doing the wrong things your evil nature wants you to. For we naturally love to do evil things that are just the opposite from the things that the Holy Spirit tells us to do. And the good things we want to do when the Spirit has his way with us are just the opposite of our natural desires. These two forces within us are constantly fighting each other to win control over us and our wishes are never free from their pressures other translations in this in this verse galatians 5 16 through 17 says the flesh and spirit war against each other let's continue reading galatians 5 we're picking up at verse 18 in the living bible translation when you are guided by the Holy Spirit, you need no longer force yourself to obey Jewish laws. But when you follow your own wrong inclinations, your lives will produce these evil results. Impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, 
idolatry, spiritism, that is, encouraging the activity of demons, hatred and fighting, jealousy and anger, constant effort to get the best for yourself, complaints and criticisms, the feeling that everyone else is wrong except those in your own little group. And there will be wrong doctrine, envy, murder, drunkenness, wild parties, and all that sort of thing. Listen very carefully to the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit of God, who spoke through his servant. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ladies and gentlemen, I just read to you Galatians 5, 16 through 22, the Living Bible Translation. There is so much in this text. I'm trying to wrap it up. I just hope that you see the tie to this three kinds doom. Finally, let me read this verse to you, and this will summarize heaven's citizenship. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. This is the God's word translation, GW translation. It says, I saw a large white throne and the one who was sitting on it. The earth and the sky fled from his presence, but no place was found for them. I saw the dead, both important and unimportant people, standing in front of the throne. Books were opened, including the book of life. The dead were judged on the basis of what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead. Death and hell gave up their dead. People were judged based on what they had done. Death and hell were thrown into the fiery lake. The fiery lake is the second death. Those whose names were not found in the book of life were thrown into the fiery lake. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care where you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your family name is. I don't care what business you own. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care what connections you got. I don't care what politicians you know. I don't care what job hookups you got. I don't care what kind of cars you own, what kind of house you live in. I don't care where your vacation beach house is. I don't care about none of that. Ladies and gentlemen, you, I don't care how you live, you cannot escape answering for your life. There is no escape. The only escape you have is that you do not die. If you don't die, then what this little bald head man is saying don't matter. But if you know that you will die and the death rate the last time I checked is 100%, then what I am saying to you ahead of time, as Paul said beforehand, it applies to you no matter what kind of collar you work in. White collar, blue collar, can scraper, I don't care what you do. Wherever you are in the world, you are going to die just like I'm going to die. And every human being is going to have to answer for the life they lived. Nobody is getting away from anything. It don't matter if the, the, the little child molester or the gang member was acquitted on earth. Hey, 
that brother is going to stand before God. As this Bible just said, the unimportant and the important people, the small and the great, no matter if you fell off a boat and you died in the sea, it don't matter where your body is on earth. You will be brought to God to answer for your life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Three Kinds Dune Part 3. This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Like Podcast via Made Up Mind. I hope and pray that somehow, some way, this word has enriched you, challenged you, and has motivated you to share this with one or two people. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there is an hourglass on the top of your head. You have no idea when that last grain is going to drop. Until next time, we have one time to live and one time to die. Make your one count. Jesus, Jesus is Lord. One life, one death, one time. Make disciples, make disciples.